Welcome, travelers of the multiverse, as Fantastic Geek chronicles What If on Disney+. Plus. We are the official, unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt, and joining me is the multiverse variant of Pete. Hello, all the Petes. Hello, Matt. Hello, everybody. Here today to talk to you about the entirety of season one of What If on Disney+. Plus. And before we dive on into that, Pete, in the last week, uh, you had asked the universe a question uh, in, in the past months, uh, and the universe responded when it came to Hawkeye and Disney Plus in general. That's because they know, Matt, the people want their The Book of Boba Fett. They also want their The Hawkeye, but never The Twain Shall They Meet. Yes, the uh, the second Hawkeye trailer, um, which has some repurposed footage um, and I think is like a minute or 75 seconds long, something like that. So it's not a full trailer, um, but it confirming that the first two Hawkeye episodes will be out on November 24th. Uh, that, of course, the day before Thanksgiving and continuing with the, uh, the Disney Plus uh, tradition to release things on Wednesday. Um, that of course moves everything up a week, meaning that, uh, the first episode of Book of Boba Fett will, will fly there solo. I have to admit, Pete, if they had me in the room, I would have, uh, you know, as me as some sort of imagined, I don't know, Disney plus executive, I would have said, let's go for a Hawkeye finale and a Boba Fett launch on the same day between Christmas and New Year's. Um, I, Pete, they're doing just fine with Disney plus. So I guess they have their reasons, which in part is going to be extra Hawkeye sizzle for Thanksgiving. I might have uh, suggested that they keep Star Wars on Friday. And that way you could have had the finale for Hawkeye on the Boba Fett launch day, which is Wednesday, December 29th. And then you could have had uh, still delivering on the uh, December 2021 uh, date for Boba Fett. Uh, New Year's Eve, but this is what they've chosen to do. Okay, we're going to get more Hawkeye early. Great. We'll be bringing it all to you. We'll get our uh, Book of Boba Fett that last Wednesday this year. Yeah, it's all it, it's all a net win. And if anything, Pete, it kind of, uh, what, it adds a little sizzle to our Thanksgiving podcasting weekend, but then frees things <laughs> up for uh, for that week between Christmas and New Year's. So uh, I guess, Pete, as with dinners for both of those uh, holidays, it's all gravy. It would be crazy for us from uh, November 24th on. We'll have uh, Hawkeye. We'll have we'll already be podcasting season four of Star Trek Discovery. Uh, I mean, at least we're not going to get a week, Matt, where we will have a Discovery episode, a um Hawkeye episode and a book of Boba Fett episode to podcast. Although we've done that before. <laughs> well, well, there is a week where it's going to be Hawkeye discovery. Uh, the premiere of no way home. I think, you know, we'll see what the exact theater situation is for that. Um, and then previewing some Boba Fett and then more Hawkeye, you know, things like that. So it'll be Pete. That's busy. a light week comparatively. <laughs> this is true. I do love, by the way, uh, podcast universe podcast gods how you you always make sure december is nice and busy um 
I remember two years ago when there were two animated short treks on the same day I was battling a cold and it was just Pete it makes for it makes for I don't know the 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 zest of life makes us appreciate this universe that we are in and then they send us the bandwidth bills (laughs) well Pete let's uh fully dive on into our purpose today to really look at the entire first season of what if uh, a season that, among other things, uh, and of course we discussed this in the last couple episode uh, focused podcasts, but a season that ultimately had a season plan, a season arc to it, even though, what, as recently as the Thor episode, we weren't fully kind of appreciating, oh, there's an arc to things. Yeah, by building the team here, by stopping in the various universes to introduce the changes to all these characters and then putting together the Guardians of the Multiverse, I think a really smart plan. It's going to be interesting to see how season two might unfold, given that they've done that approach now. Would it be, all right, we're going to put together a new team or we're going to revisit the same characters? I'd love to know what that is particularly since oh hey matt this is the gamora episode (laughs) um yes wither the gamora episode i do i I share your maybe you're not saying concern deeply you know troubling your soul but i do kind of wonder what's the what's the benefit of doing a season one arc like this which ends up being a battle for all reality um because I, surely you can't do that next season. Certainly not with the kind of uh, secret nature to it the way you did this season. Um, I don't know. I, again, Pete, if if writer AC Bradley and you know also showrunner and director Brian Andrews had me in the room too, I would have said, you know, maybe this is a season two finale. You don't know whether this is going to be a hit or not. You know that you know, probably there's going to be a season three and beyond, but that'll be all, you know, corporate looking at the numbers and whatnot. Since you've had two seasons, what were 20 episodes now, 18 episodes, but since you've had two seasons ordered, save that master stroke, save that, you know, make it a two season arc that ends with Ultron. I don't know that, that would have been my suggestion. I'd love to know too, you know, what new stuff they'll be looking to introduce. But looking at how they went about this season, and for me, an absolute highlight, and I think there were many, but, you know, sentimentally that we got the last performance of Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa, something that is always going to set this season apart. Yeah, and I would... I would imagine if there's some sort of, you know, I don't mean to be glib here, but if we can, I'll say alternate universe, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll dial back from that. If we can put on pause the real world emotions that we bring to the loss of Chadwick Boseman and just somehow imagine that we can measure these episodes kind of independent of that truth. Um, I feel like the T'Challa Star-Lord episode was the best, again, even kind of internally w- without the real world flavor to it just seeing a seeing a different take on the character seeing how he was interacting uh with the guardians portion of the um of the the established story there was a there was a breadth to it but also a lightness to it that i think 
most matched my hope for what a what if series could be. Uh, I did like that episode a great deal that it's a struggle for me to name my favorite episode, I think really speaks to the quality here. Um, when you had a writer's room with all of two people with AC Bradley and Matthew Chauncey, I think the continuity was very high. I think the, the plan was very well thought out and it really comes across in the finished product. Um, you know, the whodunit of, uh, killing off Avengers was really well done. Um, sentimentally, I really like the, the zombie episode and, you know, the zombies were, were really on the down, uh, turn of that trend, but, you know, they took it, they made it their own. And yes, they're adapting something that has been done in Marvel comics, but to do it here and to do it in a dramatic and also lighthearted way, uh, I really appreciate it. And, you know, I've gone back to that one a couple times already. It is interesting to reflect on, um, episodes three through five or maybe three through six depending on how you want to count it i was not expecting to have the middle of the season have um downer episodes and that's not that certainly is not a slam i think that um what if the world lost its mightiest heroes okay no surprise in retrospect that there's an episode that you know burns the whole house down in terms of you can do these different pocket realities or at least pocket to us. We have our 30 minutes and that's it. You want to do one where all the, all the people that we like get killed off again, not a super surprising thing. I think there's a certain fun to it, even though it's like, Oh man, all these people are getting killed. Uh, the pathos of what if Dr. Strange lost his heart? Um, I mean, it, it, it was a raw emotion there. I think something that, um, something that, I'll say relatable, not because a lot of the events are hopefully relatable to to any one person, but just the notion of, you know, losing a loved one and what would you do that that cuts through everything else um, to be surprisingly dark. What if zombies? OK, as soon as you see that title, you know, you're in for a downer of a story. Um, still, I think there was a. um I'll say negativity, but of course that's what you would expect for a zombie episode. There's a weight to it that I was pleasantly surprised to see, although it didn't necessarily have me, you know, whistling, whistling a tune after I was done watching it. Um, again, that kind of flavor. And then if you, if you include what if Killmonger rescued Tony Stark, which I, again, I think is a bit more towards that. Hey, what if we just ruined a whole bunch of stuff that you already knew, but we can because it's a it's a standalone story. Um, it, it's a tone there in those three or four episodes that certainly contrasts the effervescence of T'Challa Star Lord, and that contrasts the effervescence of what if Thor were an only child. Having uh, Haley Atwell's Peggy Carter um, and Natasha Romanoff in different incarnations for that character and peppering them throughout the season, I think was a really wise choice as well. Yeah. I would be interested. Um, 
first of all, I, I would be interested if there was some sort of what do they call it? It's not Disney Gallery, but the the behind the, the behind the scenes stuff that they've done for uh, the other MCU shows and then for Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian. Uh, be doing assemble. There you go. I would, and, and again, I whenever we watch any of those assembled gallery type shows, we have kind of been. We've certainly have discussed. Hey, there's a bit of a there's a bit of a foot on the brake in terms of, um, you know, spilling all the secrets and letting you in for you know. Well, I think this is a terrible idea. Slam the table. You know that kind of thing. It's it, it, it's it's rather um rather groomed the final product. That said, I would be interested to like see the whiteboard what was it where you go yes we found the spot where we can have certain characters continue to show up whether it's you know the episode one version of peggy carter or another one or or, um ditto for t'challa like part of that i appreciate that again until kind of the final turn of the season revealed its hand i appreciate that these were all standalone episodes but you got to get a T'Challa in one, you got a different one in another, you got one that's very similar to ours, you know, and so forth, where there was a continuity there, even in this structure, which is inherently, again, in terms of our beginning of season expectation, a continuity that's inherently without, um, without continuity. For me, the Killmonger rescuing Tony Stark episode was a letdown. I get going back to the character, but going back to the character and essentially always making him bad, having these, uh, you know, evil aspirations instead of let's truly change it up. Let's make him heroic. Let's make him act uh, on the side of good. Particularly since, um, and I don't, I don't mean to, overly speak about experiences which are not my own but my takeaway from the black panther uh movie among other things uh when we think about killmonger it's like part of his well first of all his intentions in terms of um you know liberating people of color liberating african diaspora uh out of um you know the path that they've been set on through discrimination the echo through the generations of slavery, you know, as poverty and so forth. Um, his motivation is good. His path is bad. Okay. Also, I think implied in Black Panther is uh, his community, which is to say Wakanda, abandoned him. There was not role models. There was not help. There was, you know, none of these things that, that, uh, that T'Challa was given in terms of uh, fine, obviously, technology and money and riches and all that, but also, more importantly, love and care and affection and direction and guidance. Um, that's what made Eric Stevens bad, I would argue. Um, and if there's some larger commentary there towards, you know, let's let's change people's paths in life by giving them care and mentorship and attention and resources, then we can impact impact lives on top of lives to see it here where it's like, Oh no, he's just still a bad guy. Okay. That's a lot less interesting than the wisps given to us in black Panther of, you know, his dad was killed off and his uncle and aunt abandoned him. Um, yeah. And again, to just say, Oh, well he's, he's bad in all universes except, uh, whatever. He's going to be an anti-hero come episode nine. And then even then he's kind of 
kind of good, kind of not good. I, I feel like it's not a, it's not a great use of this fantastic character. Yeah, I I think you look back at the Black Panther character, you say misguided. You look at this version and you say malevolent. And um, I I think most people prefer obviously the more complex character we got in the movie. Just wish they would have played around with that a little bit more. I'm also thinking too, like I was going to propose Pete, would we change the episode order in part because we do have this darker middle here, but of course you can't move the Thor one up because it ends with this ending that we discussed for that episode where we go, wait, why, why you take away nice thing? Oh, it's because it's essentially the first scene of the next episode. Not exactly, but emotionally it's, it's pulling you towards, um, towards what if Ultron won. So I guess, Pete, that's just my long way of saying we have uplifting for Captain Carter, uplifting for T'Challa. All right, you want to take it back down for what if the world lost its mightiest heroes? You know, I don't think anybody's walking away saying, oh, I can't believe you. can't believe you killed all those people. Um, and then there's just this further kind of emotional descent. Doctor Strange lost his heart. Zombies. Then we're still sticking with what if a baddie took out a good guy? Like, it, it's just an interesting shape to it all maybe pete i don't know maybe the lost gamora episode was meant to be plunk right in the middle of the season so we go oh dr strange it's a reminder that the end comes to us all old boy you know and then you go oh gamora then you go zombies that's silly crazy dark fun i I don't know i don't know what one episode would do towards the shape of uh, of the season um but I don't know. I guess Pete, I'm not. I'm not ready to bestow the the A plus on this season. I didn't have an issue with the order in which they were presented. Like I said, and and we've said in previous episodes, it's conspicuous by its seeming absence. The the Gamora thing, and particularly when you build the final episode as here's Gamora on the poster and this is her episode. Uh, no, we're putting together a team. Did you really need to hide that a team would be put together after what the watcher went through? I'm not so sure. Um, Jeffrey Wright's watcher is a tremendous addition to the MCU on the animated side for now. Uh, we've talked about, the possibility of him obviously appearing in the live action end, um, but really, really appreciated what he brought to a character and the unity throughout this season and this story. Well, two thoughts coming out off that, Pete. First of all, it would be one hell of a twist if unexpectedly we're watching any of the future live action stuff, whether it's as, as soon as the Hawkeye run Uh, or with the multiverse craziness that we're expecting in No Way Home and uh, Multiverse of Madness. You know, if, okay, we've heard, will Toby be here? And what's this? And do we get Tom Cruise, uh, Tony Stark? And, you know, all of that stuff to look forward to. And then, boom, somewhere along the way, there Jeffrey Wright walks out, dresses the watcher, and it's like, you know, oh, I have more buy-in because I watched What If. Um, But it'd certainly be great fun. However, since we're talking about live action versus animation, I can't separate 
having watched this season uh, and the experience of that, separate it from the experience of uh, simultaneously or, or near simultaneously each week watching Star Trek Lower Decks. Pete, I know why Lower Decks is animated. I know why from a creative point of view in terms of, hey, you can go a little bit more wild and wacky and you can you don't need to worry about uh, the number of ridges in the nose of the Ferengi when you just draw it. You can kind of kind of just go for a larger universe very quickly. Here's my question to you, Pete. Why was What If Season 1 animated? Because it's an animated show? <laughs> I would agree. I, I guess kind of here's my point. I know why Toy Story was animated i know why it was computer animated i know why it was toys because they wanted to take the technology they had to tell a certain kind of story and toys fit what the technology could do but they wanted to tell it a certain way with the tools of computer animation okay again i know why lower decks is animated i'm not trying to hedge it as cost saving although i I acknowledge animation is cheaper um but there's a certain storytelling aesthetic that goes on in lower decks that is best in animation especially some of the lighter stuff the goofy stuff and so forth i feel like this whole season of what if wanted to be live action and that maybe in not even maybe in episode 109 we get some of the more abstract more animated presentations of you know the multiverse and and things like that and that leans into the strengths of animation i feel like in terms of the visual presentation of this entire season it was at its, at its weakest when they needed to maintain quasi-photorealism for characters that you know really, really well because they look like the actor slash characters that are anywhere from 10 to 60 years old in terms of their real-world history. I don't know that this was a great use of animation, is my point. I think given Wright's character and the watcher as a character in general, um, introducing it here makes the most sense, whether or not he's going to appear in, in the live action end. And then to do the riffs in particular that they did. So like the, the finale with the retreading of captain America, the winter soldier, but except with Peggy at the beginning, I think that really only works for animation in its best form. Could they do that in a Doctor Strange multiverse of madness, you know, as a as a prologue? They certainly could. I, I think you get your most mileage out of it here. I guess here's another way to hedge it um, or another way to, to put it. If you if you consider the fact that I suspect all of Hollywood, even inside the Disney tent, they're still digesting what does the Mandalorian pipeline look like with the LED walls, and now you do your special effects ahead of time, so they're ready to go to shoot in camera on the day and so forth. Contracts notwithstanding, because Disney is also looking ahead to this new era of, we're going to make a better contract, so we're going to say, I don't know, pick a random person from the list here, we're going to say, hey, Tom Hiddleston, we're wording the contract away so it's not just you know five episodes and uh and three movies now it's going to be we're going to we're going to have we're all going to be on the same page for things being a little bit more flexible in terms of 
you know, TV versus movie versus this versus that. Okay, fine. Could you do what if season five uh, in an LED cage with Jaimon Hunsu, Karen Gillan, uh, Hemsworth, and Jeff Goldblum? Could you do the same thing except it's the real actors in the real makeup with still as fantastic a background, but you still just have them come in for two days of shooting because bing, bang, boom, you can bang it out because uh, you have all the sets ready to go behind them in in LED. I, I, I mean, does it reach that point? Or do you feel, Pete, no, this must stay animated. Uh, you know, there never will be a live-action Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse must stay animated, too. Like, where, where are you on that proposal? By getting so many of the live-action voices, I think you lend so much credibility, but at the same time, was there internal discussion with Kevin Feige and the team like, all right, does this diminish the film universe to go about it this way? And we sold you this story before, and now this little thing has changed and we do it differently. That's where I think the decision was made. Let's let's do this as animation. That'll bring the sizzle to it in terms of, all right, we're going to stylistically present this. Oh, and most of your voices are here. I guess, uh, Pete, maybe we're in the wrong universe. Maybe there's the other, maybe in, in another <laughs> multiverse, what if is a live action joint? I don't know. What if? Uh, with that, Pete, I, I know you have a Facebook message. First, let me say, mea culpa. I know I had run a uh, Google Forms poll via Twitter, and I goofed on how I set it up, and People couldn't vote in it, so uh, that's my bad. Pete, I've only used Google Forms about 50 or 70 time, 75 times before, uh, but uh, the craziness of the world and one little thing clicked wrong. Pete, it was my own what-if moment. What if I had clicked <laughs> the one thing differently? Um, but I know you have something from Facebook to share with us. Yes, yeah, Steve Adams writes into the Fantastic Geek Facebook page. I enjoyed the first season of What If overall, even if not every episode was a home run. It was nice to see the writers tie the whole season together at the end, although the lack of a Gamora episode was a glaring omission. You raised the question of whether, or even if, this show will affect the live-action material we see from Marvel. I seriously hope not. The fact that the comic series remains separate from the main Marvel Universe made the stories a little more impactful. I think the same notion applies here. Keep this separate from the MCU proper and allow it to stand on its own two feet and be special by itself. Thanks for the great show each week, and I will be waiting to hear your thoughts on Hawkeye and Chung-Chi. Until then, stay fantastic. And of course, Matt, he spelled it with the PH. Well, that sentiment certainly appreciated. And, uh... <laughs> Pete, I am glad to know, even with the what if one, what if run wrapping up, you know, to think we're going to be resetting for Hawkeye in a month for our Hawkeye final preview and then diving on into that. Uh, it's it's the wellspring that ever, ever giveth. Um, I guess as to <laughs> Pete, can we hope? In fact, not even hope. Pete, I want you on the record right now. Will episode 201 of what if be the lost Gamora episode? I don't know. I, I just don't know. Uh, I hope so. At the same time, there's a part of me that wants them to visit 
all these other characters. I'd love to see like, uh, you know, the very first episode of the second season be a Shang-Chi or an Eternals or, you know, somebody we haven't seen yet. I want my Groot episode. Okay. I want a Groot and Rocket adventure. You know, what if, what if Rocket sacrificed himself or something like that? Ooh, well, time will tell. If only we had the time gem, then we could, then we could know now. But in the interim, Pete, this entire season of What If, of course, has been made possible by those who support us on Patreon.com. At least in this universe, maybe there's the other where that pick six lotto ticket worked out. But in the interim, <laughs> uh, thanks to those who support us on Patreon.com slash Fantastic Geek. Everybody who contributes gets access to exclusive podcast content. The uh, joy here is that you get to name your contribution and place the value on the podcast starts at a dollar takes you all of that dollar a month to get behind that door and all sorts of goodies behind it so get yourself to patreon.com slash fantastic geek today can't contribute this month to really help us out over on apple Podcasts. get to any of our 23 podcast feeds leave us a rating in seconds leave us a review takes a little while longer but they all help towards the algorithm and suggesting it towards other people so thanks again and pete i don't want to pull back the curtain behind uh, patreon too much but i know that later this month we'll be talking something that kind of sort of mashes up aquaman and drax and mary jane so uh or mj uh so that's going to be a really interesting uh, road to go down. I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to that, even though I'm a little a little dubious on the product the, the project. But uh, Pete, that's a discussion to have on Patreon at a later time. The pumpkin spice must flow. Uh, well, Pete, let's keep the what if conversation going. Let's keep the Marvel conversation going. How can people be in touch with you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R-12,079. Followers can't be wrong. And while I'm personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, do me touch the podcast comment on FantasticGeek.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, where we are Fantastic Geek as well. Believe me, there's more. Facebook.com slash Fantastic Geek, all one word with the P and the H like it today. For those listening on the Marvel movie feed where we have been uh, camping out with What If, uh, certainly keep an eye there as we look ahead in the uh, next month when we'll be podcasting Shang-Chi and uh, other Marvel movies in the future. Of course, we'll also update uh, the Marvel movie feed as there's more info for What If. I feel like that was a really good really good pocket home for it pete uh, and of course if you're listening on the pop culture podcast feed we are back tomorrow to talk the triumphant season finale of star trek lower decks with that pete i will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final word talk to you soon